on this week's episode of Bungalore and the Bus. We are hanging out at Wally's, drinking pretty early in the morning. It's Breakfast Club, half off drinks. I'm having water. Oh, we're here with Mo DeWitt, we should say. Welcome to Bungaloa and the Bus. I am the Bus John Bustegger. And I come with a side of pickle juice, Brendan O'Connor from Bungaloa.com. Where's the pickle? <laughs> Never ask a lady <laughs> where the pickle is, John. Here on Bungalow and the Bus, we talk about all the top headlines in Orlando's downtown bungalow neighborhoods. We're in Mills 50 today. Sure are. We are with our official attorney, Moses DeWitt. How you doing, Mo? Doing great. How are you guys doing? I'm going to be good. better soon. <laughs> I yeah. see that. We're here at Wally's for the their new brunch club. We sure are. And it's, it, we're here at 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, they're opening early now. 7 a.m.? 7 a.m. Is it every day? I, I think. Monday through Friday. Monday through, Monday Friday. through Friday, 7 a.m. to noon. Half off drinks. Awesome. It's amazing. So, I mean, they might as well just stay open all the time at this point. I just have some point. cots They the probably can't, though, right? No, I, I mean, the city of Orlando won't let them stay open 24 hours. Uh, Hideaway is basically 24 hours, isn't it? No, they close at 2 and probably open at 7. Is that? I think so. They, they probably have to shut time? down the, the serving at some point, the, the liquor uh, and alcohol yeah, yeah. sales. I mean, you could be a restaurant probably 24 hours. Right. Oh, but not the liquor. Uh-uh. But yeah. anyway, we're here at Wally's today. We're not here. We're not at Hideaway. We're at Wally's. Wally's, uh-huh. which some of y'all might be still calling it Walters because it's a little bit fancier than it used to be. Fancy, fancy. Right, Mo? No, I mean, it's really nice in here. Have I you been here since they renovated it? I think I came here for something once. Time okay. Since they renovated, yeah. John and I had uh, right when they reopened. John and I used to host bingo here. We sure did. We oh, did yeah? it for about a year or so. Yeah. And then you transitioned into drag. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> and now uh, you do that at Tactical Brewing every Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. And I uh, dropped you and I put on a wig. That's true. That's <laughs> all right. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> You're too busy. <laughs> uh, I love it. They did a great job of the renovation here. Wait, before the renovation. The electric wasn't working on most of the space. Really? Yeah, they were. It was all extension cords. Oh, that's not good. To, to turn the lights <laughs> that's on. how my house is wired. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> Y'all just got back from New Orleans. We, we did. sure did. We went to a conference, Mo and I. We went uh-huh. to the uh, Pilma conference, which stands for what is it, Mo? Personal Injury Lawyer Marketing and Management Association. Wow, okay. that's a mouthful there. Did you learn some things? Oh, so much. So much. It was good, though. Yeah, no, yeah. it was a three-day conference. We stayed at the, the Ritz-Carlton. Wow. Yeah, well, that's where the conference yeah. was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. And that's then, right on the waterfront, isn't it? It's no, on Canal Street. It's, right, it's like right by the French Quarter on Canal Street. Ritz. That's not the one with the carousel bar? No, no, no. That's okay. a one. It's oh, nearby, yeah. though. But yeah, no, nearby. we had a good time. We learned a lot about... about personal injury marketing and yeah. so I, if you don't know i work for mo DeWitt. he is a sponsor of our show but he is also my my boss and, and manager i just love that you went to new orleans to learn about personal personal injury <laughs> yeah. i'm sure people fall on those stones all the time i'm sure they do right they might be a little intoxicated when they do it but i'm sure they do i there's some lawsuits happening there. i don't know i think walk at your own risk in new orleans okay <laughs> What else is up? Uh, that's it. I mean, this whole week we were in New Orleans. Okay. So, I mean, that's, yeah. that's so I'm going to have to bring you up to speed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. I what mean, happened I, in the I've hoods? Been, I've been paying attention. Yeah. You we, have? We pay attention when we're yeah. out of town, Mo and I. Because you don't want to have to talk to each other the whole time. you got to look at your phones <laughs> right. a little bit. A little bit. Okay. A little bit. Yeah, well, yeah. I got some stuff. Okay. Well, we went to, we last week we were at Forward Slash, the, yep. the distillery slash blending house. 
Mo has not been there yet. We're going right? to try to not, get you. But it sounds very nice. I think you'll like it. They have a little tasting room. They make their own stuff. They're going to make their own vodka and gin. They're still expanding. We're going to do some foodie stuff with them, too. But we're also doing a, a whiskey tasting week with them this Saturday. You and me. Yeah, you're going to be there. And, and Mo, if Mo, I got an extra ticket, I'll get you in yeah. there, too. Mike you're invited. As well. You're invited. Even uh, if we don't have a ticket, just show up and look at us through the window. Here through the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll squeeze hey, guys. You. What's going on? <laughs> Uh, that'll be exciting. So congratulations to the people who won the Instagram giveaway. Yeah, they get to come drink with us. Yeah. And then I actually just was hanging out with these, with these ladies from uh, Two Chic Boutique over here in Mills 50. Uh, I met them because they took over the Harmon Photo Space in oh, Idaho yeah. Village. That's right. And that place yeah. has been vacant for a long time. I want to say three years. Yeah. I think around the pandemic, they, they moved up the street, yeah. Harmon did, and that place was vacant. It, it, it's and it's it looks vacant. They brought mm-hmm. me inside that building, John, and it is gutted. Yeah, oh, really? Gutted. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. There's wow. nothing left. And so, what are they putting in there? It's gonna be a salon, mm. which isn't as exciting I thought. But then I met these ladies, and one of them, Cece, she's married to Johnny Tongue of the Bento Group, which is okay. They do everything. They they have their hands in like any new Asian restaurant that's opened up, as well as what foreigner. Yeah. Um, uh, what else? Mamak. All, um, of them. all yeah. of them. They're they're involved in it, so it's interesting to see that and spend some time with them. They brought me to the new Bang Bang Noodle spot that's opening, uh, right on the corner of Mills and and Fifty. Oh, it's going to be it good. Well, it's not, not open, open yet. yet. You went out they're to lunch though. It. You went out to lunch with somebody. I saw it on it your was Instagram. The, they took me to An Hong. Oh, all right, all yeah, right, yeah, yeah, which I love Vietnamese. Okay, you have you been there? Fo? Yeah, I like Fo. Yeah? yeah, all right, we'll take I you there. I don't do that often, but I like it. Have you gone to An Hong? I don't think so. Right on the corner. I've seen it. It's been hit by cars maybe four times. <laughs> yeah, that's how you know it's good. It is. Good. People are just driving right What's through. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> every time I've, I've been there a few times when I used to yeah. live near over there, and every time I went in there, there was like four old dudes just drinking Heineken. That's how you know it's good all day long. That's how you, you just, know. And they weren't doing nothing. They were just drinking Heineken. Family run. Uh-huh. I Fam- told you not to tell people what I do. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't judge you. I'm having a little Jameson right now at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Man, did you eat breakfast today at no. all? No. No? It's going to hit me hard. And I got to do Tom and Dan after this. Oh, man. I know. They're going to make you drink there, too. Probably. Dan's been waiting to take advantage of me. <laughs> <laughs> he wants you to dress up as Brenda, though, from Bingo. He's waiting. He came in. He couldn't handle it. He mm-hmm. came to Bingo once, and he and he brought Maisie, his daughter, and, uh, and he used her as a little buffer. You know, <laughs> he wasn't ready. He was overwhelmed by... Everything that was Brenda. You want to talk news? I do. I do. Okay. Big news this week. Well, <laughs> all guess, kinds of news. There is. Do you want? I guess the biggest one is that Disney's canceling their plans for their oh, yeah. Florida campus expansion. Yeah. Uh, right. And I so this say, was out in Lake Nona. They announced this years ago that they were going to move a bunch of jobs from California to here. Yeah. To well, I don't, was what? It Ten billion dollars. It was a lot. A billion. Something, yeah. Something. A ton crazy. of money. And it was it was a Disney Imagineering, right? It was. Yeah. It was the imagine. At least part of it was the Imagineering. Uh-huh. And there was a whole hubbub during that time where a lot of people from California didn't want to move here because they like California. Yeah. And they're like, we're not coming. Well, Florida. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I get it. You know, you don't want to move and you're used to California. Well, and social practice wise too it's a little different what? you know like coming from california to florida mm-hmm. it's, i think it's pretty much the same pretty <laughs> much the same it's both sunshine sunshine yeah. loving states so this week the jameson's uh, kicking in uh, yeah you had I, one sip of it i'm gonna be the one drunk guy mm-hmm. at the end of this but earlier this week uh disney said you know what we're just not gonna do this big development in in florida now yeah in light of uh, that's yeah. so they said in light of 
the business climate and like government changes or something like that. I don't remember the exact. Kept phrase. it vague. We know uh, we know who it is, and it's DeSantis, right? We can I, say it. I, I mean, I think that is definitely oh. a big. Chunk I love of that it. we regularly tell people we don't cover politics, but <laughs> but it happens sometimes. You know, it's big news in Central Florida. Yeah, this is huge. That's yeah. big for Lake Nona. Oh. I mean, the amount of just housing developments and the people that bring it would have in, like doubled, tripled their property footprint? taxes, you know, income tax or not income tax, but uh, employment taxes, yeah. in the state of Florida and I, jobs, I, just I like jobs. You said, the construction jobs and then mm-hmm. the jobs after all those people move here. Right. Tavistock will not be donating to the Republican Party. this <laughs> year. I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> and this is just the latest in, in sort of the, the tit for tat between Disney yeah. and the state government. Showing down. That's a big power move for them to make, you know, and, and maybe if they could iron it out, maybe he'll hammer down. You think Bob Iger is going to say, all right. I think so. I think they're just going to we're, we're not going to do this now. It kind of also helps their lawsuit because in their lawsuit, they're naming they're saying it's because uh, Florida and DeSantis are making it hostile to business. Can right? they use that, Mo? Can they use that in their lawsuit? Sure. I mean, they, they could allege that as more damages, essentially. Right. You know, if they wanted to. Hmm. Good for them. That yeah. makes smart. That makes smart. <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder if they're yeah. going to say, well, we're still going to do this, but now we're going to do it in Georgia, or now we're going to do it in right on California the border. or something yeah. like that, or up in Atlanta. I think that they made it sound like they're just going to stay in California. That's what I was For now, up. they probably will, and then yeah. see how things turn out, maybe. I think when you look at it from the other side, when people who are more DeSantis supporters, they're saying, well, Disney's losing money, and that's why they're not doing this. They can't afford to do this. In they Florida, yeah, it. I think they can afford it yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guarantee it's, there's just like a Mick Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck pool of money somewhere. Uh, <laughs> They're just waiting. Bob Iger's just swimming in the in the yeah, gold coins. Just waiting. He's like, oh, that's why he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to empty his pool. Yep. <laughs> did you get the quote from Ana Escamani? She called him a moron. She did. She, <laughs> she goes, called the governor a moron. Governor Ron DeSantis is a job-killing moron who cares more about his political ambitions and culture wars than Florida and our future. Hmm. All, right. All right. All right. Speaking Anna. of DeSantis, though, he's supposed to announce that he's going to run for president next, next week? week. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, by kind of slip, by letting that slip out, aren't you kind of announcing it already? One is would it, think. Isn't it that might, an announcement in itself? You know, building is, up the... Uh, is that the uh, whiskey talking mower? or am <laughs> I just getting a little too deep into this? <laughs> I think it's the whiskey talking. All right. But, but he's basically been announcing it, that he's running for been months. been no secret. I mean, people have been speculating, obviously, for however long at this point. I have another lawsuit question for you. Uh-oh. You, are you into Are this? you getting sued? No, Brendan. but Maxine's on Shine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah was, right? And so it's a restaurant in an old church in the middle of uh, a colonial? residential neighborhood. Yeah, uh, col- oh, Colonial Town Lake South. Lake Heights? Colonial Town oh, South. Okay, all right. Yeah, almost. They get real particular that's about true, what we true. call them. I, get, I don't want another letter. Um, and, it, and when you say neighborhood, you mean in the neighborhood. If you haven't been to Maxine's on Shine, it is in the it's neighborhood. It's completely surrounded. Yeah. It's on Shine Avenue, which is completely that's residential. Yeah, so. and they would like never do that these days put a put a restaurant right no, inside but that i have which to is say, great i love it like uh you know there's comparable spots like uh eola general or the 903 market 903 mark mills market mm-hmm. you know so these older spots corner stores that were located in the middle of uh 
of a residential neighborhood, which again, like you said, would never get zoned. No, they wouldn't nowadays zone it like that because there's a conflict, uh-huh. right? A conflict between uh, with noise levels or, or people delivering things. They they built this temporary porch. Uh, in the outside in their parking lot during the pandemic, which a lot of people did. They were right. allowed to do it. But then they went through the process to make it permanent. The lawsuit is saying it was unpermitted. Uh, uh, you know, they kind of did it under the radar. And now because of that, there's way more people coming than before, way more deliveries, and the noise levels are crazy because they're doing outdoor concerts on the space. But they close early. They don't close at like 2 in the morning. I think they close at 10. Okay. All right. I, don't, I don't know that for yeah, yeah. sure. They don't close at 2, though. No. No. Okay. I don't think. No, I don't think so. No. No. I, you know, that's not, yeah, we've been there near 10 and nobody would serve us. Yeah, so yeah. I, <laughs> you, you look, did you look at the lawsuit, Mo? I did look at the lawsuit. What do you think? So, I mean, it looks like there's a couple, or a person who owns a couple houses in that area that brought the lawsuit. You know, I first kind of questioned, do they even have standing to bring this? Okay. Now they're a neighbor, but really what they're alleging is that the city of Orlando. Oh, that is the other part, yeah. Yeah, they're saying the city of Orlando didn't follow the proper procedure. It's kind of giving them favoritism. Nepotism and favoritism. Right. The isms. Yeah, mm-hmm. the isms. So, I mean, the first question is, is there any truth to that? Did they follow? If, if they followed the building codes and it was all approved and you know went through the proper channels, I don't know that they have much of an argument. Okay, but that's going to be more fact of a factual determination or not. Um, so we just have to see you know, what they actually did. It's a tough and, one. Yeah, it, it is a tough one. I mean, I get it from the neighbor's perspective. If there's more cars and more noise, but also they've been there for a long time. Yeah, Max so. has been there for at least ten years. I don't think they opened when I first moved here, but they opened pretty soon after Apparently, I moved here. Apparently, there was another lawsuit somebody was saying back in the day when uh, Sam Singhouse, my friend Miss Sammy, uh, he was yeah. a drag queen, used to do karaoke there, and he, he lit the street on fire. <laughs> 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 I haven't. I just Is heard he, Was that. he like dancing down the street and it yeah. just like lit on fire? I was fire trying to like hype people up to come in the restaurant okay. or something, <laughs> and, he did so, and he lit the street on fire, and people got so mad. I can see that. Called it a complaint. I mean, uh, when you're driving a DeLorean, it just happens yeah. sometimes. <laughs> you go fast enough, you're not paying 88 attention. 88 miles an hour, you go you back need. in time. <laughs> but, so but Brendan, you, I mean, you used to live next to somewhere that would I did, just up the street and, from here. And, and I'll tell you, we would call noise complaints sometimes four times in a week. Because mm. it would get crazy. Mm. We were right behind a bar. Like, we shared a fence. And, uh, and actually, just up the street here, Uncle Lou's Entertainment Hall... It's like a punk venue. They are the target of a lawsuit currently uh, by nearby residents. And so this is a thing that I'm actually expecting just to see more. I just don't know if there's any. Well, it's really a zoning issue, right? Right. So, I mean, it's the fact that they've zoned these areas to have residential right next to commercial establishments. And you're going to have noise whenever you do that. Now, of course, when somebody buys a property, they're deemed to be on notice of what the zoning is. And what's allowed around it. It's one thing if uh, something comes in and is rezoned afterwards. You could argue maybe that's a, a taking or something along those lines. That's a stretch of an argument, but still you could argue it. Okay. Um, but when you when you buy a house next to a bar, you kind of know that's what you're in for to mm-hmm. some degree. To some degree. I, some I mean, degree. I, I agree. No, I yeah. agree. And I think I texted you this, Brendan. Like, if you don't want that... Don't live in the city. Like Somebody live said, in the suburbs. Live yeah. in the the rural. I get it though. I There's mean, a comment like if you don't like airplanes, don't live next to an airport. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. But I get if it's like two, three, four in the morning and it's super loud. Like okay, yeah. both both sides have to be respectful neighbors. Well, we would call yeah. and we would you know and then the officer would come and talk to us afterwards and they'd say, you know, 
they're not doing anything wrong or or they've turned it down you know that's all we can ask right. them to do and then they leave and then they turn the music back up and you'd be like well what am i gonna yeah. do yeah so wait so how do you think this will pan out we'll see i mean again it depends kind of just the facts frankly you know okay. to look at what the actual facts are is what they're alleging true or are they just upset about the noise so I guess like they'll they'll just have to do a record request for email stuff. And yeah, I was just say, how do you prove the favoritism thing? Well, the, the first question is, did they go through the proper channels to get all this approved? If they didn't, then there may be an argument. The city's just choosing not to enforce this, and they didn't really do what they were supposed to do. I, I think I feel like they they got the permits. I feel like I reported on it because I had to report on the. I think it would be extension. hard. Uh, it's a it's hard for me to believe that the city would allow that out there for that long without having the proper permits. The outdoor speaker stuff and the delivery complaints, uh, I could see that maybe being something that they could prove. I, I want to talk to some of the, like the 903 Mills Market or Eola General and be like, are there things that you're not allowed to do? I mean, how do you how do you get around deliveries? Like, Well, I think that's just with the changing times, right? I mean, restaurants probably do a lot more delivery business because of Uber Eats and DoorDash and all of oh, those. Oh, I guess I thought it was the other kind of delivery. Oh, well, that too. That as well yeah. as just I was thinking like getting your, well, getting your meats and one, getting your cups and yeah, all no, that. Yeah, no, one of their complaints was that they were doing a lot more delivery business and mm. the delivery drivers were like illegally parking ah, and blocking traffic blocking and traffic. things like that. Ah. And if they don't have a pickup zone right got okay. it that makes sense they also don't have a parking lot anymore ah uh, no no right? they just park in the neighborhood and i'll be honest we've been there right kirk at kirk and maxine mm-hmm. and they tell stories all all the time about hanging out with the commissioners and like they are oh, really it's tight po- with it's the a popular city. place for people yeah. that work at city hall and there's nothing wrong with that the I mean, mayor apparently has a nude painting of maxine the owner in his house yeah and she, <laughs> oh, is that, that allegedly story. no i All heard right. that story from them multiple <laughs> times I don't, I don't think you're helping the lawsuit <laughs> <around. laughs> i Exhibit don't know a, <laughs> naked, i just made naked you can, <laughs> you can prove that they're all friends because they all right they are there all the time mm. so i like I, it's interesting but the mayor's probably also been to a lot of restaurants in the city of Orlando. That's true. Thank you for saving me. Uh, That's what I'm here for. Uh, But does he have a nude picture of you in his office? Uh, We're not allowed to disclose that. (laughs) All I want is for you to pose for him. You should gift that to the mayor. You, Brendan. Here's a picture of me naked. That'll that'll be the last time he ever meets with you. Here's your going away present when you stop being mayor. He thinks I'm pretty funny. He Uh might be into it. His wife loves me. Yeah. So maybe they would. Okay. (laughs) There's, uh, you know, Luminar? This is random. Yeah, yeah, the technology company. Yeah. So Uh they're based in Lake Nona or the UCF. You see up there, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they do, they do something like called lidar, right? Yeah, where uh, it's like laser radar. It's like for all kinds of uh, purposes, but for cars specifically, where like if you're driving, it creates like a graph of everything around you, so it knows if like a car comes in front of you, it can stop. And it's yeah, really yeah. for like autonomous vehicles yes. and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they I, they're using lasers instead of radio waves to find things in front of you, so uh-huh. it's more accurate. And I think they work with Volvo is like their main yeah. company. Yeah, they're yeah. killing it. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, the guy's like twenty five years old and a, like a super billionaire. Austin Russell. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's a billionaire. He's the youngest self made billionaire in the world. Mo, uh, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> nothing, apparently. <laughs> Help Sitting people. here at Wally's watching Baywatch. <laughs> at, <laughs> at 10.30 in the morning, drinking. Oh, it is Baywatch. Oh, it's a good one, too. That looks like a shark attack episode. They're all shark attack episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them, are, like they lost a couple of the main actors because they got eaten by sharks. Oh, anyway, boy. Luminar, that guy, uh, 
who dropped out of Stanford at the age of 17 to found his company, he is buying Forbes. I saw that. So there's oh, wow. now a local connection to Forbes magazine. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. It was like a two... Two billion dollar deal. It was a lot, right? Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm a lot of billion. The numbers, More than uh, one billion. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know if I'll ever see that in my life. I don't know if he lives here. I don't know if that guy. Oh, I, I, he might live in California and come here a lot. I, I could be well, wrong. Or I could on be wrong. a spaceship. But, but his company that many billions. Uh-huh. If you're yeah. buying something for two billion, how many other billions do you have? Uh, Mo, how many other billions do you I have? Mean, it, just depends on how much swimming I do in my big big piggy bank. <laughs> yeah, those those gold coins get kicked back out and <laughs> lost. Or they stick to me in weird places. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty crazy, though, to buy Forbes. I mean, that's yeah, a, that's, that's a, a big company. That's a company flex. That everybody man. knows that's a flex. Let's come back. He's we'll just take- gonna put them himself on top of that Forbes list <laughs> every year. <laughs> every year, he's like number one, me laying on top of it like uh, like he's on a bear rug. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Okay, we're here at Wally's for the breakfast club. Everything's half off from 7 to noon, Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday. I got my Jameson ready. Uh Uh-huh. From the DeWitt Law Firm, it's the official attorney of Bungalower and the Bus. It's Mo DeWitt, and this is Mo in a Minute. Mo DeWitt. Mr. Busman. What's up, man? Oh, you know, just another day in paradise. All right. So I got a question for you. What if I'm a little bit at fault in an accident? Can I still file a claim or could I still recover damages? So in Florida now, as long as you're not more than 50% at fault, you can still file a claim. Now, where this gets tricky, though, is the insurance company will often say, oh, we think you're 60% at fault or 70% at fault. Well, you may be 0% at fault. They're just making up numbers. Ultimately, the only person who gets to determine how much at fault you are is going to be a jury if your case goes to trial. So you know, if you've been in an accident, if you think that uh, you're not at fault, you should call a lawyer and, and talk to them and have them investigate the claim for you and take a look at things. But also, if maybe you think you might be a little bit at fault, still be a good idea to call an attorney. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, as long as you're not found to be more than 50% at fault, you can still make a recovery from that claim. Thanks, Mo. And always remember, injured on the go, just call Mo. It's time for your weekly NZN update. NZN is Central Florida's only full-time alternative cinema and home to the Florida Film Festival. The Eight Mountains is an epic journey of friendship and self-discovery set in the Italian Alps and follows over four decades of the profound, complex relationship between Pietro and Bruno. Catch it all week. Also screening is You Hurt My Feelings about a novelist played by Julia Louise Dreyfus whose marriage is upended when she overhears her husband give his honest reaction to her latest book. That screens on the 25th. Also screening is Wild Things on May 23rd and Encino Man on May 25th is the free popcorn flicks in the park. For more information, head to nzn.org today. Blah, blah, blah. Movies. Welcome back to Bungalower and the Bus. I am the bus, John Bustack. And I ain't taking no bus. Brendan O'Connor from Bungalower.com. You've been on the bus before. <laughs> <laughs> it's a one-time thing. It's a one-time thing. And what happened to the show? <laughs> we are here with Moses DeWitt, our official attorney of Bungalower and the Bus. Keeping us in check. That's right. Injured on the go. 
Just call Mo. You got it right. <laughs> we better get it right. I would think. Yeah, yeah. Pay the price. Yeah, since I work there. After all, the, yeah, you do. <laughs> I do. Killing it. I thank you. I'm seeing more and more Mo stuff now. That's mm-hmm. what it's all about. Wait till get you this ugly sub- mug everywhere. Subscribe to the OnlyFans, Mo. <laughs> we should start an OnlyFans, Mo. It's you can't. It's just behind Only the scenes. OnlyMo.com. Uh-huh. OnlyMo.com. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to get that. All Mo, all the time. <laughs> I like that. Uh, but we're here at Wally's. Yeah. Hanging out. Breakfast Club. Which Not is the what movie they... or anything. Just like they're calling it the Breakfast Club, yeah, right? Yeah, because they're open from 7 a.m. until noon. Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday. You get half off uh, like Tito's and El Jimmy and Jimmy Beans. Uh-huh. Who do you think is coming here at 7 a.m. to drink drinks? Nurses. Okay. Doctors. Uh-huh. I don't think I see Mose. any nurses or do- doctors in here right now. Mo's, Moses, uh-huh. uh, homos like me. <laughs> no, it's a great. No, I, I joke, but it is a good idea because there's not a lot of bars that are open at 7 a.m. and there are people that work overnight shifts and you know they get off work and they want to come have a drink. So yeah, good spot. Good. I'm glad you rallied that. I did. No, I'm, I'm not trying to jump on. I'm everybody. not trying to dump on them. No, it's I a mean, great idea. There is kind of a cool vibe of being in a bar in the morning. I like, like it. Uh-huh. I'm not sure I should be encouraging this, <laughs> but like it's kind of cool being in here right well, now. Well, before we started recording, there was a guy who was he was going to Arizona, but he got stuck here in Orlando because all of the tra- airplane traffic yesterday got messed up, Mo and I included. Yeah. And like he said, his plane didn't land till noon or two in the morning. Wow. And he's like, I'm stuck here, and I'm just I'm up and I'm hanging out. So is he's there, here at Wall. Is there a big storm or something? There was a big storm last yeah. night. It was yeah, all sh- over the airport. Yeah, they wow. shut down the airport for a wow. period of time. We had to go to Miami to get fuel. And then come back up here. And you were like, I'll just fly myself. I should have. <laughs> for Miami. You, you, you want to know how many times Mo said, we should have just flown the plane. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. I thought you were flying your own plane. Uh, <laughs> Would have made more sense. That's a far flight. It's not too bad. It's like two hours, maybe. Okay. Oh, versus yeah. like a nine hour drive. Yeah. Or like, I mean, the commercial flight's like an hour and a half. Okay. Or like that. Oh, that's so, not bad. No. Yeah. Why? Why is it more time in a private flight? You just go lower? smaller, or you're in a smaller plane that goes slower. Okay, yeah. but you don't have sense. to go through security. You don't have right. to wait on the tarmac. You just go because you fly all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Travel miles. We try. We're gonna start yeah. planting some trees to offset your carbon carbon costs. Hey, my my plane is very fuel efficient. Okay. Yeah. Keep bragging. <laughs> <laughs> I was just arguing the fuel efficiency. <laughs> okay. I like that. I like fuel efficiency. Uh. News? News. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. We, we should say we're, we are going to be at uh, Forward Slash this weekend, too. Drinking whiskey. Drinking whiskey. We were there last week for a show, but uh, we had a contest where people could come hang out with us. Do you guys do anything else besides drink on this show? <laughs> it's a lot of drink. I'm not drinking right now. I'm having. A, I'm actually having a water. I'll, I'll be I'm honest. Re- for I'm the first episode ever, <laughs> John is not I'm have recuperating. A we were in New Orleans, Mo and I, for a conference. I'm recuperating. I haven't heard any lecherous stories. Did you guys go out and drink? Did you do the French quarter? There was a lot of late night studying. Uh, um, uh-huh. We had to brush up on our, our legal skills. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you go uh, to the oldest bar in new orleans i think we walked by we walked by it, it looks yeah. like a blacksmith yeah, yeah yeah we yeah. walked by that's my favorite one uh, i ended up at a cool jazz club kind of outside the french quarter that was a lot oh of fun. not mm-hmm. the gay one that turns into a sex party after uh, maybe <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i guess i would have known never know with this guy <laughs> maybe i left like a minute early i love new orleans did you use my map at all i did not awful so i have a google guy. mac an interactive google mac of, of all what, my favorite what are you things doing, boss? <laughs> yeah. right I don't want to be on my phone looking down at a map, walking around for two the seconds, French quarter. and then you're like, "There it is." All then right. you go in. All, <laughs> right, all right, doesn't matter. There's a new climbing gym coming to the packing district. Really? Yep, just around the corner from you. Wow, where at? Uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Silver Star, Princeton. 
All right. Like, are they building it corridor? or are they just like taking over a warehouse? They're going to build it. Wow. Yeah. High Point Climbing and Fitness out of Tennessee. It's going to be a 45,000 square foot full service gym okay. with a kid zone and a 9,000 square foot dog spa and hotel. That's crazy. Oh, wait. Oh, are they already building it? I think so. All right. Then I think okay. I know what you're talking yeah, about. I haven't written about it yet. All right. No, that's great. Yeah. There's like all kinds of development at, at that corner at Princeton and Orange Blossom Trail. And there's Climbing an apartment. gym makes sense. There's an apartment building going up. There's a, there's a Publix going up. And so there's this hotel and climbing gym. So that's awesome. The no. Publix isn't going to be bigger than the one they already have in College Park. I, I thought that was so. interesting. It, it looks bigger. Missed opportunity. Are you sure? Yeah. Square footage wise, I think it's comparable. All right. Yeah. Uh-huh. It just it looks it looks like a regular Publix. Uh, yeah. All right. I thought they'd build a bigger one. You know. Well, they're to service the whole uh-huh. of College Park. <laughs> Always want to build bigger. Always build well, bigger. Yeah. I like I'm a size queen a little bit. The mayor uh, just passed a vote on the St. James Cathedral School taking over the right of way on campus. Uh, Once you get, can you give week. some background on this? Yeah. So St. James Cathedral. Uh, you know, Catholic church, church downtown, but like a kid's school too. They have a yeah. school. They had it. They ended up at one point. I want to say in the eighties or something. They purchased the property on the other side of the street, Ridgewood Street, mm-hmm. Lake, Lake Eola Heights, it's, almost it's by like Lake Eola. One block from Lake Eola. So they purchased the property across the street, and then kids would be walking back and forth across the street when they needed to do stuff. Uh, they petitioned the city in the nineties to give them the right of way. And basically block it from traffic, but they kept the sidewalks in operation. Yeah, so, so they put you, a fence there, okay. but you could still walk through, but a car couldn't go but through. But a gotcha. car can't go through. Uh, now they're saying with the world as it is, uh, they want it completely shut off to even pedestrians uh, to protect the children. And and rather than them putting up a fence, and, and you know, there's they haven't really... Fence themselves off from the street. Oh, you're okay. Yeah, they yeah. just capped it, so you can't go on the street. So, like, they could fence in each property on either side of the street, and then reopen the street, and then just w- walk through a gate when you need yeah. to go to the uh-huh. other property. But they don't want to do that for some right. reason. Probably so, cheaper just to put a smaller gate. I guess. But I get it. Yeah, yeah. And, and they just want to shut it off to. They don't want anybody else coming through. And so the Lake Eola Heights Neighborhood Association is furious mm. and they had the biggest meeting on monday about it everybody in the neighborhood must have been there to have their two cents heard and then the school is like crying basically at the dais and they have a lawyer that has worked with the mayor and the commissioners on many many things so mm-hmm. they kind of have like it's slanted kind of in their favor uh but they they didn't surrender the street they're just saying you can't walk through uh, when there might be people on campus. It was like 8 p.m. is the cutoff, right? 8 p.m., but it's from midnight to 8 p.m., so you really only have four <laughs> hours to okay. walk through when there would potentially be no children on site. Uh, gotcha. But it's interesting because when you look just up the street, how what's the what's the one on Lake Howard? Howard. Yeah. Uh, they have to cross the street there. Robinson get, yeah. Street, you know? Uh, it's a different street, though. I mean, that's like a, that's a busy state street, right? But where do you stand on this? So, I will. This is probably an unpopular opinion. I actually used to live right around the corner from there. I okay. lived in an apartment one block from there for years. Okay. I think in the and I walk around the neighborhood. I walk my dogs. I do all that stuff. And like, that's why they want to close the sidewalk. Because <laughs> of me. Because of me. No, no, no. <laughs> they but used like, a picture of my friend. They, they were like. 
you know, these transients keep coming on the property. <laughs> and it was my friend who has kids and lives up the street. They go there sometimes and just hang out on the lawn. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and they use a picture of him as a So, transient. like, <laughs> I think all in, in like the year and a half or two that I actually lived there, I can't even remember how many times I actually like walked through that one street. It's one street in one block. Yeah. And so it's. It's not like you're cutting off the entire neighborhood. So, so my unpopular opinion is... Just I, close it off? I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Because I, I get their side if it's a school. But I also... I, here's what I also think, Brendan. I think some of this has to do with it being a church. And I think people are just against the it's church. It's a private school. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I Basically being given public right-of-way. Uh-huh. Right? But it... And that Back is to my what's other driving point. a lot of people. There's a lot of hippy dippy people who live in there, and I get it. Public private's hard for them. That's a hard pill what for some of these hippy people. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring something up here. What if you think it was the center and they had their campus there, and they're like, we need to close this off? I'd we say have, you think it would be the same. You think the same people would be arguing? I, don't, I yeah. You think they'd say, oh, this if the center said, look. We we have had way too many protesters on this this stretch. It's dangerous for our people. We want to just close it off for a few hours a day, or, or ten hours a day, or twenty hours a day. Is that cool? Do you think the same people would come out and, and be against it, or do you think it's because it's a Catholic church that they're? I think it's a big it? part of it. Uh huh. Yeah, I'll be honest. Okay. Uh, I I but I do think there's also just like a civics lesson of of I actually think this is just a design issue, and I think they could have just done a charrette with like. A landscape design architect or something, and they Probably. could have just figured something out to make everybody happy. Versus, I, I don't understand why it had to come down to these the commissioners and the mayor, you know, bringing down the hammer about this. It does this. I don't think they they chose to grow that way yeah. to grow across the street. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't like that public property was surrendered. I get well, that. I'd ask how uncommon is that, you know, when that happens. And what if it was, let's say it was a public school? You know, would that change it? Would that make it I more think so because now they property. can sell that land as one big lot. Right. And it's a it's a giant block that's going to, like someone that's so close to downtown, John, mm-hmm. they could build a high rise there. No, no. So absolutely. what if, what if they paid for the easement? If they paid for it, I, you know, that's different. Yeah. I don't like that it was just granted to them. I also have gotcha. an issue with some of the, and we've talked about, I get in trouble sometimes. Uh, as you know, Mo. <laughs> uh, that's why he's. That's why we have a lawyer as our sponsor. <laughs> Want to stand trouble. by all the time. Like the city sometimes gets into those dollar lease right. agreements with nonprofits. You know, yeah. to to use their spaces. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily love that for some of the nonprofits because it doesn't come with any strings. Like they can just like the Orlando Garden Club, and mm-hmm. I've talked about this before. They have this beautiful little building in Lock Haven Park. Yeah, they're not doing anything really. Like, you should go there. You should actually go to one of their events and see what they do. I they don't do any of uh, this. They don't do anything. No, no. They I'm watching. Meet. They must meet once a month or something. They meet, but then they or they rent it out for like weddings. But it's not. It's a top secret group of gardeners <laughs> sworn to secrecy. I just don't understand. Yeah, it's the like the Masons. Yes, <laughs> or like the Cirrhosis Women's Club. Like that was private. You know, like it's a private nonprofit or mm-hmm. uh, the Rosalind Club. You know, right. that's a like you just want to join a bunch of own. ladies clubs. No. <laughs> that's like, what this I is mean, really all I about. I like those because uh-huh. they're privately lo- they they own those properties. Yeah, this is a property that's been given to a garden club that doesn't really do anything uh-huh. anymore, <laughs> and it's a space that could be used 
by some other nonprofit that maybe has a more contemporary pull right. or they're really doing something here in town. How do people get in? There's no rules. You should join the Garden Club, it sounds like. No, and no. Get them, whip them into There's shape. There's no rules. There's no guidebook for a nonprofit <laughs> to talk to the city and say, how do I get a building for a dollar? They don't have anything in writing. And I've asked them for it multiple times. The real estate mm-hmm. division doesn't answer my emails because I, <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> but going back yeah. to going back to the Catholic school, I mean, uh, was it really? Were there a lot of people really walking down that stretch? Apparently, okay. although this random lawyer on behalf of the neighborhood association who had a stutter—I don't know who he was—it was hard to watch. Uh, he was saying he needs access to it at five a.m. because that's when he walks through when he walks to the gym. But he's a big guy like me. And the commissioners were all like, yeah, when you work out. They were calling him really? body shaming him. Oh, my that's, God. That's wrong. It was wrong. It was a very fiery, tempestuous meeting. But it was too long for anybody Once to Once again, it's not like there's like 20 blocks they're closing down. It's it's one. And block. maybe their argument is, look, you close this one, you're going to close more. and We don't want that. It sets a precedent. Uh-huh. For other private organizations who want the public right of way yeah. and just to close it off from the public. That's okay. not what the public right of way is for. It's for the people who live in the neighborhood. Right. I don't think it's for if you're really concerned about the kids' welfare, build a fence. Or have a security. <laughs> or just light the street on fire. It keeps people away. <laughs> light the street <laughs> public. That's what they were trying to do at Maxine. Exactly. <laughs> Bring it back full circle. Let's get a DeLorean to go around yeah. the block. Uh, if you want to paint an electric box, now's your time. Yeah. The City District Main Street's doing it downtown. What do you think about painting electric boxes? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think if they're curated, awesome. Yes. Yeah. I think some, like Mills 50, we're in yeah. Mills 50 right now. There's some boxes here that should never have been painted. You know, like they look like a little doodly. You think they should ro- they should probably rotate it too because I I don't think they yeah, rotate them. Be do cool. they? They're supposed to. I guess the nature of those boxes is that they overheat okay. every once in a while, so they have to swap out the containers anyway. Mm. So there's like a life cycle to them, like maybe every three years. But some of these have been oh, painted been forever for like ten or twelve. So, some are more iconic than others. I guess I shouldn't use the word iconic. Well, there was one that had a smart car running over a clown. Oh, really? That? I don't remember that. Yeah. You used to have a smart car. I did. <laughs> you wanted to paint what happened to your friend the clown? <laughs> I guess my issue I guess with it's it. an anti-drag thing. <laughs> I guess you know. I like the idea of it. I mean, I'm glad they're figuring out things yeah. to like paint in the neighborhood. Yeah. But I also don't think you can say. We're doing public art <laughs> just by painting these things. And, and that's what it seems I think like. sometimes people say, well, look at this great art in our, our neighborhood. Well, that's not really not art. Really. You're just painting a, a, just, a oh, box. Art critic John Bustek no, on just, the microphone. There, you, there needs to be more than just painting the, the electrical boxes. Like I, I said, I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, and it does brighten things up. I'll be honest. But my don't gay say that's your Scotty Campbell hates it. <laughs> yeah, oh, really? Hates uh, it. And he, and he saw, and I'm going to get in trouble for this again. Uh, it's, this is the whiskey talking, but he he's, half he's like, why does everything have to be painted? Why do I have to be accosted everywhere I go in the main streets by like all of these people in their interpretation of art? You know, it sounds like an old curmudgeon. Yeah, it does. I kind of like it. <laughs> but no, I just don't think you can substitute that for actual public no. art in, in your neighborhood. 
Uh, Le Coq au Vin closed. That's yeah. a, that, you, wow, that just rolled off your tongue. Thank you. I think it's been there 50 years. I've never known how to pronounce it. Really? Uh-uh. Well, I'm Canadian. Yeah. Uh, those Canadians. <laughs> and the name of it, it's easier for me to say, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's on the edge of our coverage area, an old French restaurant on the like Edgewood, Belle Isle. Yeah, you've been there, Mo? I don't think I ever went there. Oh, it's because oh, wow. of you. Obviously. Because of Mo. You know, yeah. I've never been. Yeah. I'd never been either. And it was like the place to go for a long time. Yeah. Because yeah. it was like one of the first fine dining, fine dining-ish restaurants in Orlando. They said they were mostly full, you know, they'd be 90% full every day I before say the, the pandemic. I shouldn't gotcha. say the first. They were Following just the pandemic, popular. people just stopped going. They said, mm. they said they'd be like 60% dining room. Mm. I think that was a report Amy Drew put up on Orlando Sentinel. Uh, yeah, I've been serving French cuisine since 1976. That's crazy. That's a long time. Is that 50 years? Uh, maybe they said almost. 50 years, but maybe, yeah, I guess it's almost 50 years, close yeah. to it. Okay. Yeah. But it was like the place to go for a long time. I think time. fine dining has got it hard right now. Yeah, it is hard. Yeah. A lot of them are traditionally very large dining rooms. And, and long, uh, you know, people sit at the table for a long time, so yeah. you don't turn the tables over very often. Right. So, yeah, I think it can be tough. tough but business. there must be something to it because Darden just bought all those Ruth Chris, like that franchise. Yeah, the Ruth Chris restaurants. I think that's a little different than fine dining, though. Ruth's Chris is fine I mean, fine it's dining. expensive, but is it is it fine dining or is it... I think it's a safe place for people that have money that are older to go but, to and eat. I mean, Isn't that I, fine dining? I could be <laughs> no, wrong, but I, I would venture to guess, like, a meal at Ruth Chris is probably more expensive than... Like the fun, like Coco Bank. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I could be. I mean, again, I've never been there, but I mean, Ruth Chris is pretty expensive. Oh, yeah. people, they get people in there for drinks. I mean, yeah, you're right. I, I would still say it's fine dining. Signs. Yeah, it's like twenty um, bucks for a side of scalloped potatoes. But they had a hard time around the pandemic too, if I remember. They've they've kind of almost gone under a few times, if yeah. I remember correctly. Yeah, I'm but, surprised they got bought. But they did yeah. just reopen that one at Winter Park Village. Moved and it's to a like a whole new restaurant. Super fancy. Yeah. It looks really fancy. Which is funny because when I reported on them moving into a bigger spot in Winter Park Village, they said I was making it all up. <laughs> <laughs> I have a screenshot of a Facebook post where they said that. Ah. And then they did it. I guess when I think of fine dining, I think of like well, they got micro, the idea from you, like <laughs> little micro greens on the plate and, and little like 17 courses and things like that. When I think of fine dining. But no. but I'm wrong apparently. Fine dining is like table service, like like linen linen table service. Okay, you're thinking like Victoria and Albert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they do all right. But they do all right, right? Yeah, it's but so they're special. Dizzy. All right, and every person at your table gets their own server. Wow. Yeah, I need that. Yeah, I need that. Uh, <laughs> chicken cone also closed. Not fine dining. It's fried no. chicken in a waffle cone, which sounds like a great idea. Yeah, I'm just not. I don't, why they're they're all over though, right? Or is it just that? Was it just it's like a one franchise? Location? It was ah. a locally owned franchise. I misread it. I thought it was locally owned, and mm-hmm. I said it was locally owned. You been there, Chicken Cone? No, I've passed it a hundred times. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly where it is, but I've never been into it. My body says I don't need fried chicken <laughs> and a waffle cone. You know, I'm a little sad that we lost a restaurant on the cock block. Oh yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Chicken it, strip, but it was kind of it was, it was kind of a, a hidden cock block restaurant because <laughs> it was like at the corner, the end of that. That's like a <laughs> ninja like cock block. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was at like the end of that uh, that strip there, where uh, over there in Winter Park. 
So like yeah. it was kind of hidden. Like if you didn't know it was there, and like in the I don't know the name of that plaza, but it's where Planet where, Fitness is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah and Blaze Pizza and Ross and Marshall. If you're going, if you're going to Planet, that's why most people are there because they're going to the. Gym I don't know. That's where Mo's favorite restaurant is. Yeah, I always go to El Potro next door, but I check in at the LA Fitness <laughs> so people think I'm working out. <laughs> <laughs> but really, you're getting a chicken quesadilla. Exactly. All right. Queso. They know it. his name there. They just they they know they're like, oh, Mo's here. Yeah. I like that. They invited me to their Christmas party. They did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's a regular. Their kids through school. Trying to. I like that. Camille, uh, the the French Vietnamese pop up at East End Market is is almost ready to open their new brick and mortar in Baldwin Park. Uh, it's uh, delicious. Cool. If you ever been there, we'll have a new pop up. Moving into that space at Eastside Market. Is that where the steakhouse was? That Manny's? Is that what's going there? Remember where Manny's Steakhouse was? What's going there? Uh, no, that's different, gonna be different restaurant. Uh, I feel like that's like a Japanese concept. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. right? So Out of New Camille York. Opening? I actually am not 100 percent sure. It's on that strip though, somewhere it's towards that, towards the fountain there. I think we're almost out of time. All right. Uh, one more thing. We, one more thing. Yeah. Uh, Creative Village is getting autonomous shuttles, just like the ones that are in Lake Dona. They're called Beep, and they don't go very fast. Okay. And it's going to be circulating from the Link Station through Creative Village, you know, in Paramore. Yeah. Going around in circles. And I would venture to guess uh, they're going to have a lot more problems with the downtown (laughs) than they do in Lake Dona. Can't imagine why. Right? Would you take one after the bars? I mean, I would try it out probably once yeah but, you know it's just gonna be a big moving hot box yeah. right well, i mean also can't you like walk faster than them <laughs> they're very slow they're very slow you or just take a line that too yeah right i think so too all right and that's it all right well we got to thank mo dewitt our uh, Thanks, sponsor DeWitt. Our official Thanks attorney for having me. you got anything cooking up right now that people need to know about no i don't think so we're okay. working on some stuff though mm-hmm. all right we got some magnets coming out oh yeah so. like that uh-huh. yeah. Put them all in kinds of merch okay if you actually if you are a bungalow or buddy keychain member don't forget you can stop by motowitz office downtown give you free stuff yeah just go to the fair not fairwinds building fairwinds yeah, yeah. fairwinds yep. building yep. show Third your keychain you'll get a swag bag mm-hmm. all right that's it. all right well thank you to wally's for having us and come check them out during their breakfast club half off drinks monday to friday 7 a.m to 12 all right we'll see you guys next week